0: hello welcome to the upward call with love my name is christina and i'm so glad that you're here today i want to talk well to be honest with you i just say it like this is that serious we need to talk brothers and sisters uh, but before we get into today's topic let us pray the heavenly father i thank you for this opportunity yet again to dive into your word father god and to see how it is playing out before our very eyes in this world lord god so that we can understand how to turn away from the things and ways of this world and turn back to you in all sincerity and spirit and in truth and repent from our ways lord god so that we may experience your blessings experience your peace but more than that father god that we would give glory back to you from the glory you have given to us lord help us to be obedient children understanding that you are worthy of all of our obedience and that you have done so much for us dear lord that our response should be loving kind obedience to you father i am thanking you in advance for your message going forth through me and i'm thanking you lord god for the change and the transformation that your word will cause in our hearts and minds it is in the name of jesus i pray amen okay so today's topic it's very pressing actually um it's really about the moral decay that we're seeing around us the moral decay that is truly a direct result of godlessness. I mean, we're we're seeing carjackings and armed robberies, rapes by the youngest people in our society. It's our young teenagers who seem to be more and more involved with committing these types of crimes. And on top of that, which it, God knows that that is horrible enough But we're also surrounded by so much selfishness and pride and just overall godlessness and violence. It just seems that these things are becoming a part of the normal fabric of society and we're seeing the results play out more and more in our younger teens and younger adults And we really need to to look at this from the perspective of um, a a Christ-centered mind. And if we ask ourselves, why are these things happening? I think it's clear to see that without God, the human heart is just pure evil. But God he restrains this evil inclination that we have, and he does this via his moral conscience. And he created every human being with a moral conscience, right? But he also created us with free will, and it seems that's where we're going wrong. So we can choose whether or not we want to do what is morally correct according to God's um, word, according to his moral authority, according to his commandments. And it seems more often than not, um, people are choosing to do other than what God has provided for us. Um, And we're reaping the results of that. It is a personal choice. He gave us free will and he has not taken that back. So it is a personal choice. But again, we see what the results are when we choose other than what God has for us. Um, and his restraining power on evil, we can't even begin to comprehend how much he's restraining at this time. Um, But there's going to be a time when that restraint will be lifted, and people will be able to do the fullness of the evil that is in their hearts. And people definitely know right from wrong. So we can't say that, oh, it's a situation where, oh, they don't know any better. Oh, no. God has given us a moral conscience. So in that moral conscience being installed in every human being that he's created, we definitely know right from wrong. We can even um, observe that in uh, toddler's playing. Many times they'll do something and hide their hands or they'll do something and pretend that, you know, it was them or they'll try to hide or sometimes they'll just flat out lie at two and three years old about something that you clearly saw them do. Oh, I didn't eat the cookies, but you can see the the chocolate all over their face. So that's, that's direct evidence that we are born with a moral conscience, but without reverence to God's holiness and his instructions, it doesn't matter if we have a moral conscience, the very moral, moral fiber of our being and our society is going to decay every time if there is no godliness in it and these days it seems like there's just this hatred for God and there's the ignorance about his commands and all of this is causing the failures that we're seeing a failure to obey God always leads to things like violence and evil and just overall moral decay another thing that is plaguing us in this uh, society And I'm speaking of the American society, but I can imagine that these same issues are going on all over the world because many, I mean, these are some of the same experiences in different levels, but some of the same experiences that are ubiquitous is all around us in the world, the level of different types of crime, but nonetheless, crime and injustice just seems to be surrounding the earth. And uh, one of those reasons is broken families. And that's a huge factor, actually. It it, it contributes to moral decay in a society. And we see this all around us. The family structure is given to us by God from our creator. And he gives it to us for a good reason. It's evident in the need for a both uh, a female and a male reproductive systems to bring about a child to me that's like perfect evidence I can't think of any better evidence uh, for the fact that God intended for children to be raised by a mother and a father in the same household I mean I just really can't see a a better argument for that obvious intention that God has uh, for the family unit the way that he desires it to be shaped and formed And this stems, uh, the brokenness of our families, it seems to stem from, again, rejection of God's moral authority, not wanting to do it the way that God designed. We're going against the design and anytime that you go against the design for which you were created, you are going to experience friction that we see in this world and humans seem to value this for some reason they seem to value the few minutes of pleasure whether it be sexual pleasure or the attention that they're receiving from the other person they seem to as human beings we seem to kind of value the short-term pleasure over the long-term salvation of our immortal souls And don't get me wrong, I've lived that life before. I can't tell you from personal experience how broken I was living in that type of lifestyle, though. And it literally, literally eats away at your soul. Each time you join your soul with another soul in sexual immorality, it brings unwanted consequences. And sadly, sometimes that is unwanted children. And the unwanted responsibility to take care of those children. And the children suffer. The parents suffer too. But you know what? The devil is laughing. And as the family continues to fall apart, um, the destruction, it just keeps going. It's a destructive cycle. The next generation comes. And guess what? They're prone to do the exact same thing. And as they come into their adulthood, they're ill-prepared many times, and they're confused. They're confused about why they're even here. Because in so many cases, our young people have never even learned about their value, their meaning, or their purpose in Jesus Christ. But how can they know if no one is telling them or teaching them? And how can they model behavior that they don't see? So I feel like we've really failed our kids by rejecting God's word as a whole in this society, um, as even in our individual lives, rejecting what he says that we should do for the few minutes of pleasure or to satisfy our pride by going forth and doing what we think is right. And guess what? Now we are reaping what we have sowed. That's just the reaping and sowing principle. Another issue is the societal and cultural promotion of sinful practices and habits. I mean, everywhere we look, we are inundated with images of sin and pride and lust and lewdness. Crime is, is, is a form of entertainment now. And the, oh my goodness, the pornography. Every age and stage addictions to pornography. And then just overall the glorification of sex and gossip and the, oh my goodness, the incessant (laughs) showing off of what we have and pretending to be what we are not. It's really just causing. Massive waves of depression, anxiety, and the overall moral decay that we see in our nation. It's almost as if we love the non-stop cycle of lust. And that's just lusting behind what you see or what feels good or lusting behind attention and fame. It seems that we love these things in this society more than we love peace of mind, to be honest with you. But once this depravity has reached a point of no return, then we are in a state of lawlessness. And that is our reality right now. And we are in an age of lawlessness. There's no there's no denying it. And in God's word, we see that sin is lawlessness. Sin is being glorified above everything. And this this is the repercussion of that. And it should be no surprise to us. It should be no surprise that our youth are engaged in these heinous crimes. Even our politicians. And all of these icons and um, celebrities that we lift up and put them on pedestals instead of putting God on the pedestal of our heart. These very people are also committing heinous crimes, doing lewd and lascivious things, getting caught in all sorts of compromising situations, and yet we continue to glorify them in culture, allowing them to openly do the most detestable things in the view of our children and the entire world, and we just continue on scrolling. Keep scrolling through our social media feed and snooping around to see other people's pretend lives on social media, all the while not understanding the corruption that is taking place in our own minds and the minds of our children. And now, this did not happen overnight. You no, know, God warns us; He prepares us before He allows us to experience things like this. What we're seeing with lawlessness before he disciplines his children he gives warnings and definitely before he pours out his wrath and with each warning it seems that the majority of the world's people especially here in America I'm sorry let's be real here in America it just seems like the more God warns us the more there's a turning away further away from his graciousness. And so here we have our results. A world of suffering, a nation of pain, a nation with children prone to commit evil acts. And we have exchanged love for generosity. Well, we have exchanged really love for hatred and took generosity and compassion And just threw it to the wind and instead receiving chaotic mess all around us. And again, God made us with a moral conscience, so we're without excuse. And our conscience tells us when we're doing evil or when we're doing good, no one can deny that. Scripture always backs this up, of course. Um, And if we look at Romans chapter 1. Verses 19 through 22, God makes it abundantly clear. I'm actually going to read a little bit of that. It says, actually, I'm going to start from 18. Romans 1, 18 through 22. Check out what the scripture clearly tells us. Again, he's always warning us. It says, for the wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Since what may be known about God is plain to them because God has made it plain to them. But for since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power, his divine nature have all been clearly seen for what way being understood from what has been made. So people are without excuse. For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God, nor did they give him thanks. But their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools. Okay, so he's telling us right there that his wrath comes from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness that people continue to practice and that we are without excuse because since the creation of the world he has made even his invisible qualities available to us he has shown us his power and his divine nature clearly in everything that has been created so we know that we are without excuse And even knowing that we are without excuse, people are still moving forward with disobedience, refusing to honor or give God thanks, and then just becoming completely darkened in their hearts. And so we see that that is the judgment. And that judgment is carried out in a few ways. We can see more and more lust in our society against our children all of the human trafficking and child pornography and, and all of the horrific things that are being done toward our little children is a result of godlessness in an impure heart another way that we see this judgment being carried out in our nation is the impure use of our bodies. The misuse and the abuse of the body. That can be with fornication, adultery, and all sorts of lust, but then also the, the abuse of the body through the various sources of drug addiction. And then finally... The debased mind, and I mean (laughs) mental illness, criminal mental illness, is sweeping the nation. And this is a form of judgment. This is what happens when a person has made up their mind that they hate the word of God. They refuse to obey the word of God, and they even refuse to honor God as creator. These are the things that necessarily follow according to the scripture, uh, Romans chapter one, verse 24. And it clearly says that God gave them over in the sinful desires of their heart to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. So in other words, we continue to reject God's word his teachings, and his help, his graciousness, well, he'll say, go ahead and do the thing that you desire to do. And the result of that is always moral decay. Because God's moral law has been ignored for so long in our culture and our society that it's becoming our reality that people are controlled by evil and immorality. It's not even second nature. It's it's actually first nature now in many cases. It seems that doing the wrong and corrupt things are normal now and doing the right things with integrity is being laughed at and mocked. Wrong thinking is appreciated and right thinking depreciated. This is where we are. And what is this the result of? Once again, it's the result of rejecting God. It's the result of a depraved society. It's the result of exalting evil of all kinds. But if you look further down in Romans uh, 1, chapter 1, verse 29, God, again, is, is, is laying it all out there, letting us know the exact results of this, if it keeps going. And it's unrighteousness and sexual immorality, wickedness, envy, jealousy, hatred, murder. Stop me when I'm saying something that's not (laughs) all over our society. It goes on with fighting and deceit, evil plans and plotting, gossip, backstabbing, frenemies and family who are against each other. We have people who are and people who just sit around and devise evil plans. When they wake up in the morning, they're devising an evil and violent plan or attack. And even on the, there's there's no limits. The violence and the attacks are being played out and plotted out to be towards the most vulnerable members of society, our youngest children and our elders, and even our disabled. These these are the ones who are bearing the brunt of the depraved society, the most vulnerable people. We have children with little or no sense of obedience and who also sit around and invent new and improved ways of doing old sins. Brothers and sisters, we're under judgment and our judge is the author of life. And we are suffering right now from a lack of knowledge. And in this state where we see less wisdom and more confusion, we see more untrustworthiness than people who actually love one another, we see more unforgiveness than mercy. And it's all because we want to live our own ways instead of aligning with the one truth, which is the word of God put forth in Christ Jesus. So our judgment, it's in God allowing us to reap what we have sown. But I want you to know that God is merciful and he punishes for a while, but he is still offering us grace and mercy right now. He will save us from destruction and sin when we call upon him and turn from our wicked ways and seek his righteousness. When we humble ourselves in his holy presence and give him honor and give him thanks and do it in spirit and in truth, praying by the name that he gave us to be saved by Jesus Christ, God hears us and he will relent. but we have to turn from our own way and turn to his. Psalm uh, chapter one, verses one through six reminds us that we are blessed when we avoid sin. We are blessed when we delight in the ways of the Lord. But brothers and sisters, friends, family, ungodliness will always bring destruction and those who practice evil will always be hell bound we need God y'all there's no way around that. so I pray that this message brought some perspective and insight to you about some of the crazy situations that you're seeing going on around us there are many people not partaking in any of this lawlessness. However, any incident of this nature is one too many. So it's worth it to examine what is wrong with our society in order to turn it around. And it is simply godlessness and wickedness. And the only solution is to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior in our lives and live according to his commandments in love. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you once again for the opportunity to lift up your word. Lord God, to reflect back your glory for all praise and thanksgiving. The opportunity to just speak honestly about what is going on in our society? And Lord, I thank you for your mercy and grace giving us an opportunity even now to repent and turn away from wickedness and unrighteousness. Father God, I am asking that you prick the hearts of every listener and cause a change in their life, Lord God, where they can see things from a godly, Christ centered perspective. And that they would go into prayer, true, spirit-filled, worshiping prayer for our society, for our children. Lord God, you have given us everything we need to live a holy life. Let us not make excuses for our sin. Let us not invent new ways of doing evil. But Father, help us to resist temptation and to obey your word. Again, I thank you for your love. I thank you for your mercy. Lord well, God, I thank you for your patience. Because we deserve death. But yet your hand is still outstretched. Grace. I thank you. It is in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen and thank you, God. So brothers and sisters, again, I always pray that you would continue to press on toward the goal for the prize of the upper call of God in Christ Jesus. Be blessed.